Hello everyone. Good evening and welcome to the Startup and Career Show. In this podcast, we discuss everything about startup and corporate life with founders and business leaders who share their real life experiences. So today we have with us Mr. Ravi Bhushan who's going to talk about edtech revolution and the way it is changing methods of learning with all of us. Welcome to Bastage Ravi. Thank you sir. Thanks for having me. Looking forward. So to all our listeners, let me briefly introduce Ravi to all of you. He's the founder and CEO of Bright Champs. He started the organization right in the middle of pandemic in August 20. He's on a mission to ensure highest return on education by building an iconic brand with high quality education across life skills. He leads operations across 30 countries now and with clear roadmap, Ravi secured investments from marquee investors including Premji Invest, GSV Ventures, 0 to 1 Capital and B Next. Prior to Bright Champs, Ravi worked with Deco Corporation, Syncaps, Clickable, Housing.com, and Prop Tiger in various capacities. Welcome once again, Ravi. Thank you. So, Ravi, uh, since we are going to talk on edtech revolution, I would like to begin with your school days. What made you do homeschooling in the first place? Sure, uh, Rishabh. That's a very interesting and you know slightly non-conventional story. Uh, it will be it will be a new sort of uh, you know story for many of the listeners as well i come from a tier 2 town in india my parents are from jamshedpur and uh, and my father was in government service uh, he was a doctor and uh, he was getting you know there was always a fear that you know he, he may get transferred here and there so he suggested that you know i should uh, spend my childhood with my grandfather who comes who comes from uh education background he was actually the first uh, uh you know person to get master degree in english uh, from a central university from uh, from the pre independence time right that time it was supposed to be very it was it was considered to be very daring to get a master degree from uh from a central university from a subject called a subject like english because britishers used to think that english is their subject right he actually got jailed for 13 months uh, you know to to dare to do that right uh so he he comes from a very strong education background and uh, i spent my childhood with my grandfather um after grade 3 sort of uh, you know i was i was finding that you know my time with my grandfather was very high quality i was i was more curious it was more entertaining and it it was more you know from a learning point of view also i recollect uh, i think it was it was much better than a school so after grade 3 i sort of went to my grandfather and said that you know i don't want to go to a school in fact uh, i would love to study at home homeschooling was not even a known term in india at that point of time and then he said that you know all that is fine but then uh, probably my dad will be very very uh, <laughs> afraid and very very uh, you know anxious uh, if if i if i allow you to do that which is not going to a school and i said that you know you can put a precondition he said that you know you have to appear in the exam till the time you are coming in top 3 uh, you will be given the luxury to not go to a school and i somehow maintained that uh, or fulfill that precondition uh, till i went to the college right so that is how i you know my childhood went you know i i genuinely feel that you know the, that was a very good uh, uh, decision for my life i spent very high quality time reading studying many things which i was personally interested at right rather than rather than following uh, the same thing which millions of kids are following uh, 
uh, irrespective of their interest or non-interest in any subject, right? I think uh, so. So you can you can say me, Rusab, uh, from from that angle. I'm not trying to claim that you know since childhood I wanted to become a tech co-founder, but I genuinely believe that you know I am a misfit to the conventional education system, and I think there is a lot of a scope of improvement, and that reflected somewhere in during my childhood also. But uh, overall. that time i was i was just trying to live in the moment and uh, uh, whenever whatever i could re- i can recollect right now i feel that you know it was a blessing in disguise i i had so many interesting thing to do and i saved like almost 9 months every year because 9 months used to be mine and remaining 3 months in the year were about curriculum so that you know i could also do good in the examination so that is that is that is the story behind my you know home schooling this is interesting uh, you know ravi because this appears to be a little bit of amir khan of three idiots you know <laughs> you had this straight right from third standard yeah i was lucky to have uh, my grandfather on my side because he agreed to do that right that time the society there were very few examples and you know people were really very scared uh, if you try to do something so non conventional right but but my grandfather was on my side and i was able to you know get that deal on in my favor Wow. So, Ravi, how how was your journey then? Because you studied from IIT Varanasi, right? Uh, yeah. And you you appeared in various competitions at uh, IIT festivals as well across the country. You can touch base briefly on that aspect as well. Yeah. So, because I was homeschooled mostly, um, hardly went to school. Um, when I got into IIT Computer Science, right? Uh, during the first semester, it was uh, people made me realize that you know I am behind many others. because i had hardly any knowledge about computer so they used to ask and uh, uh, and check that how many of you are already aware of c++ java or various programming languages and i was probably one of those two three you know student in the batch who was sort of left over a student uh, uh, and we didn't have any idea about it right but i think you know again uh, as they say that you know when life gives you lemon you need you need to make it uh, make lemonade out of it right so i think uh, the situation was so tough for me that i decided that uh, i'll make it a point that i also do good in computer science right sometimes you you need right uh, you know right things to be provoked to do better and you know put your 100% right so i went to one of my senior his name was uh, his name is vipul goel he's right now professor in um, Uh, crypto in EU's university. I went to him and I said that you know people, uh, I I also want to do good in computers. He says, read me few books, and then I started participating in various uh, you know competition, hackathons, and various things. And uh, and you know to my to my surprise, I was I was presuming that you know it will be a hill task because I am already starting from behind. But then I realized that you know within six six to twelve months. i was sort of able to win most of the competition overnight software contest interiority contest right in fact uh, in 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 uh, in third year it was it was conveyed to us uh, to to my team that you know we are not now supposed to appear in any exam or any competition as a as a as an aspirant because uh, and and they offered me to uh, appear as a judge but what i'm trying to say is that you know all that uh, provoked the right thing and i was able to build confidence and you know uh, learn a lot in fact uh, in fact at the end of it uh, i actually participated in global hackathon conducted by yahoo and won uh, first prize 
from David Filo, who was co-founder of Yahoo, um, as a winner of uh, Global Hackathon. So all those things are very pleasant memory, and uh, I still cherish them. But uh, but it was a complete turn from a person who was more interested in literature and you know uh, art, uh, transformed into a person who is uh, now more interested in programming languages, coding, and uh, you know computer engineering. Yeah. Wow, that that's awesome. So Ravi, uh, you know you worked with various companies as well, right? Organizations, and you were the CTO at different companies. So briefly, if you can touch base your journey there as well. Yeah. So after I after you know doing graduation in computer science, I sort of got selected in one of the dream job. I joined DE Shaw. Very soon I realized that you know it was one of the biggest hedge fund in the world based out of New York. Very soon I realized that. Um, you know, probably I am better fit in a more product tech setup. So I I joined another company which was a very small startup, started by this gentleman called Paul Maritz, uh, who was number uh, you can say uh, in top three in Microsoft, right? And and uh, we built a personal information sync solution, uh, which nowadays called uh, Dropbox or Google Drive. We just built the proprietary technology, right? And we got acquired by EMC Square. Uh, in an eighty million dollar day, and you know that was my that was my first startup experience, and I realized that you know startups are, startups are fun. There is a lot to learn. There is a lot to do. Uh, you can take ownership on various things, right? People will not uh, constrain you in terms of if you want to do more. So it really it really uh, you know suited me, and then since then my journey has been mostly in a startup. I was. Head of engineering in a New York-based startup, which got acquired by another company in 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 in, in um, Toronto, and then uh, and then uh, uh, after having all these experience, I I sort of committed myself that now I should come to Indian startup ecosystem, and that time I I sort of decided that I should get into a big sector, so I I chose real estate. Unfortunately, real estate could not take off for various reasons as far as the tech growth is concerned. So I joined joined Top Tiger as head of engineering, and my journey there has been very very uh, you know fulfilling. I joined as head of engineering, and then became CTO, then then CPTO, and then head of growth, and then so various important things of the organization was uh, being taken care by me. We acquired Housing.com and Makan.com during the journey. So I was chief product and technology officer of Housing.com, Makan.com, and TopTiger.com. right but i really i really feel that you know i had a great learning experience in terms of earlier i used to be more of a geeky person which was more obsessed about technology in this journey i sort of learned that if you are if you if you are building a beautiful painting you should also figure out that you know how do you place that painting so that more and more people can appreciate so acquiring traffic you know distribution solving distribution building a product which basically appeal to the masses those are also very very important it's not only about writing a high quality code right so so a journey wherein i transformed myself from a hardcore techie to a product 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 uh, you know driven tech and and that is why my role evolved from a cto to cpto uh, that helped me a lot in terms of you know when i started my own startup because then you connect more with the with the market with the consumer and uh, and and uh, and you also understand the power of distribution apart from technology and product oh absolutely uh, ravi no doubt about that but i think you made an interesting point in the beginning uh, about the skill gap that existed between the school education and what was needed in life right so with respect to our today's topic 
do you think that this gap still exists absolutely rusab i i think you know that gap is actually becoming bigger and bigger it, you know one of the reason why i started bright champs is also because during my professional journey when i was working in this various organizations which i just talked about i realized that there are so many people in society who are who are landing into an inferior outcome in their life although they are very committed and serious about what they are doing because during their foundational age nobody taught them some of the basic important things which is required to have a superlative outcome like for example i tell you we live in a world which is led by technology right and tech and, and we all understand that technology is a very important thing in today's time but nobody gives a solid foundation around technology during our foundational age right we are still teaching the same old curriculum which was written or or designed like you know 100 150 years back right so there is a gap and you know lot of people when i was sort of you know uh, working in this organization a uh, lot of people came to me they were chartered accountant they were engineer designers lawyers doctors they say that you know ravi if we would have also had the knowledge of technology we would have probably done better in our life right that itself said that uh, you know there is a pinch there is a there is a uh, pain somewhere that you know they are demonstrating and they are conveying that you know technology not knowing technology or not not uh, or not being aware about technology is becoming an impediment for them and i i realize that you know there are not one or two people there are so many people so many people in society who feel, who have the same feeling and they don't want the, the same feeling to percolate down the, to their children so whatever their their kids do they they really want to make sure that you know they don't suffer through the same thing this is one example second example for myself and you know for lot of my colleagues who were working in tech world they used to they we used to talk very frequently that you know uh, we are earning but we don't know how to deal with money right and when i say how to deal with money we don't know where to invest we don't know how different things in the financial world works right if you ask like an average uh, I, i give you an example and you know i'm very confident about you, you ask like 100 iitians randomly uh or 100 uh, you know engineers in 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 india and and check with them that how many of them can respond uh, or, or or answer this question uh which is about how money gets printed in a country right what are the criteria they they will have hardly any clue right so so what i'm trying to say is that uh, we live in a capitalistic society where money is important for so many things but if we, we don't provide a solid financial awareness uh you know during our foundational age and that leads to a very inferior outcome when we grow up when we start earning on ourselves right by the time we realize and understand the mistakes and you know how things work the time is it's already too late right and that is why i i feel that it is very very important to have financial literacy at the early age so these examples you know rusab i'm trying to convey that there are so many important life skills which ideally should have been part of the formal curriculum and should be taught to kids during their foundational you know age and and that will lead to a superlative outcome unfortunately that is not happening mm. and there i see an opportunity there i see a gap and that is why bright champs well absolutely ravi what you mentioned is true because a commerce student ko ye nahi pata ki tech mein kya hota hai aur yeah. tech wale ko nahi pata ki finance mein kya hota hai you completely right on that so uh, if you can talk a little more about bright champs right and how is it uh, bridging the gap uh, based on the courses that you are offering yeah 
so as i said that uh, you know brightgems is um is is designed around just solving this gap which i just talked about right so we want to become uh, an iconic brand globally which is around which is known which is known to be providing quality education around important life skills to kids across the globe right so so that is the purpose of the company we have started with technology foundational courses for kids we never go and say that you know we'll make your child expert in technology we'll say that we always say that you know we are, it is all about giving exposure to them they will decide further on what they want to do in their life second after after technology we started financial literacy as i told you right there are many other skills and 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 the world is changing very very fast curriculum is not changing so fast so the gap is only increasing with day uh and and i think there will not, there will be new new things which will come into picture as far as the um brightgems journey is concerned uh in both the things we have gotten a superlative uh, you know sort of response from the market uh we are also thinking of uh, having life skills courses around how to effectively communicate how to present your idea how to deal with a multicultural setup how to work in a how to effectively work in a global environment these are the realities of today's time right you can't deny it you know if you want to grow in your career these are the things you will face irrespective of apart from your hard skill whether you are a lawyer and you understand legalities whether you are a doctor and you understand you know medicine you know these things are also becoming more and more important you know to have a better outcome and we are going to focus on all such things which are either uh not properly treated or not at all treated well in 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 the formal education system right so this is this is what we think at brightgems uh i think the problem statement which i am talking about to serve is a global problem statement it's not a specific to a country and that is why we decided on day one that you know we'll run the company with a global mindset and as of now as you mentioned earlier we are available we are offering our experiences in more than 30 countries right we started with the with the uh, middle east then we went to southeast asia then north america right and we are gradually expanding on both the parameter in terms of geographical expansion and in terms of you know life skill expansion right uh, both the things which we started with which is technology education for kids and financial literacy for kids we have received so far very awesome i know love and affection from all the parents across so many countries and i i think uh we have just scratched the tip of the you know opportunity there is so much big which can be done right and we are determined that you know we'll try our best to fill this gap well uh, absolutely ravi because uh, you know the way you articulated and the way you spotted the need gap in between kudos to you on that but uh, ravi what i wanted to know is you started brightgems in the middle of a pandemic so how did you scale up your business in last two years yeah that's a that's a very important thing many people ask me uh, we actually uh, you know the company was started during the peak of pandemic right july 2020 was when we started the company august was the month when we actually started the operations i think uh, the world has you know a lot of important decisions in any family is right now significantly driven by the digital world right 
and if you if you can crack a uh, distribution engine which can perform digitally without having a feet on a street or without having a offline setup there is a significant headroom for somebody to grow right and unlike the old days where you need to go to a country set up an entity and set up a workforce and you know do offline marketing and all those things i think the world has significantly changed and and on the distribution side i think distribution follows the power law so if something is working you just need to double down on that right we figured out that in the edtech world most of the people are focusing a lot on on how to acquire users but ultimately they are somewhere falling short in terms of delivering the promises they are giving to the customer if we can if we if that is the case that's also an opportunity for a newcomer right and if we can double down on the delivery side and fulfill the promises which we are you know committing to the parents then it will have a flywheel effect so we'll start with some sort of you know digital marketing approach but then the the good delivery models should start should kick in and give some sort of flywheel positive effect and ultimately help us scale so even though we were not present in many countries we were we were mostly operating from india you know still because of a superior delivery we ended up scaling or penetrating deeper into the market right that was one and second is i always feel that there is only one purpose of a company and which is about solving pain point of the user right if you can if you can if you can solve a big pain point and ask for a small money i think people are ready to spend on their children if you are helping them become a better version of themselves right so i was always sure that there is a big market and there is a big opportunity one needs to focus in terms of you know the delivery quality so the teacher quality the content quality the learning outcome all those things are very very important during the journey we have never faced a situation where in our nps has gone below 65 right which is which is quite superlative um, you know and and you know sometimes we have gone even higher so i think you know that was the uh, key point right apart from that of course we tried uh, it is also an after effect of many technology intervention which we made during uh, during the journey of the of the experience right so whatever child goes through or the parent goes through we made a lot of technology and product intervention to make it more and more delightful i think some total of all those things really played in our favor and there is still lot to be done it's never a uh, you know done story but uh, but i still keep on saying to to the company that uh, you know acquisition is just one starting point like for example i keep on telling that you know getting into a, in, getting into a good engineering college is not the end of it it's just the start of it you know you need to go and study and become a good engineer similarly acquiring a user is just the start of the game you need to deliver and you know provide a great experience and that is where i think you know in, at least in this sector many people fall short and that is why uh, we took that as an opportunity and you know try to scale this is that wow well, i think that is that is uh, very interesting ravi because i think the way you pulled it off uh, is is not easy no doubt about it but uh, you know you also acquired uh, the financial literacy at tech platform right education 10x 
Yeah. So can you can you talk about that aspect because uh, you were interested in getting into the financial literacy angle as well. Yeah. Because buy versus build model. So what made you take that decision of buying it out? Absolutely. Yeah. This is this is a very important thing which you have asked. In fact, uh, I brainstormed around it uh, quite a lot. Build versus buy is something which is a very classic, uh, you know, question to all the entrepreneurs who, who want to scale. When we face this particular question uh, in context of financial literacy research, uh, you know, as I said that, you know, it, financial literacy gels really well with our vision of the company. So we wanted to do it, whether we do it on our own or through somebody or by having some some platform in uh, under, under the same roof. Uh, there were two, three parameters. One is, is about, uh, do we get a real strong or big head start uh, advantage by having somebody, right? So if that is the case, uh, you know, everyone wants like, the, 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 in, in a startup, you are always willing to uh, scale faster and faster. Uh, and, and, you know, if, if the same destination can be reached in a shorter amount of time, and, you know, if this particular uh, event is helping you in that way, then you go for it, right? So that was one criteria. Second was, I always wanted to have a strong team, a founding team, which can, which is independently super excited about financial literacy, right? And if you have that, that kind of people, then you know that, you know, no matter what, they will try, even though the category is not established as a strong category in the market, because they are fundamentally passionate about it, they will try their best to make sure that, you know, this, this, this need is fulfilled, right? You know, this gap is filled, right? And in, as, in the name of, you know, the, all the three co-founders of Education 10X, and I talk to them more and more, I realize that, you know, they are very driven for financial literacy. And, and they all were coming from a very good background. So the founder quality and founder problem fit, uh, you know, score was very, very high, right? So then I realized that, you know, of course, we are doing one life skill. If we have them, then we have a parallel engine of execution, which can execute strongly with a sense of quality uh, and with a sense of uh, creating a new category in the tech domain. I just thought that, you know, it was a no-brainer, right? We could have done it ourselves, but that should have, that would have taken, that could have taken us more time mm. and, and, you know, more, uh, you know, dilution of attention from what we were doing. Here, we got a parallel engine of execution and also a head start. And, 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 and I think retrospectively, when I see it has really worked beautifully for us. Interesting. Interesting, uh, Ravi. So, uh, you know, uh, I believe Brightchamps is the first edtech company to accept crypto payment as well. Yeah, that's a, that's a, uh, that's a fact. And uh, we were working in so many countries. I always say that a company has to be when we are when we are in the in the domain of providing high quality education around all the important life skill or new age skill. We are we call ourselves window to next generation skills, right? Then you need to adapt. You need to. Uh, you need to have those things which are the game-changing things and you know modern things in the society, right? I personally feel that you know crypto is the uh, one of the biggest invention which I could see in my lifetime, right? And that is why we said that you know why to uh, why to shy away in terms of you know doing it. 
so it doesn't matter whether others are doing it or not you know if it's something which is which connects with our purpose which connects with our user uh, you know psychology right there are lot of people who are trying our courses they are the people who are like um, you know early adopters uh, in many sense right and they want to adopt new things not only in the in this particular space but the other various space, uh, you know spaces of their life so we, when we we actually did a check with our users and they said that you know many in many of the other countries when in its uh, its bona fide they were really excited and they were looking forward to it so we said that you know every decision in bright gems is all about is it is it making our users more delightful right and if we find that you know then it becomes no brainer for us so when we checked with our users we found that you know they are really excited about it so we we launched it and uh, and we were surprised that you know within few hours of the launch you know we have started getting uh, you know the transactions but uh, but then the but then the idea is that we don't want to we are not a very conventional setup we are as i said that you know we are a misfit to the conventional thing right uh, there are a lot of good things which conventional setups are doing but then there is also a lot of gap and that gap is because there so many new things are happening in the world right and we we should be the first one or the first few ones to adopt to those new things and uh, with that particular strategic direction it was a no brainer for us to adopt to the crypto transactions wow awesome uh, so ravi uh, what differentiates bright camps from other edtech learning platforms if you can throw some light on that yeah there are, uh, you know there are many edtech players out there you know which are trying you know in a different way some people are thinking of how to increase revenue irrespective of what we are doing right you know they 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 can go into um you know um k12 they can go into um uh, you know uh, a, a skill upgradation space right so so irrespective of which sector you want to focus they they really want to grab the market as much as possible so there is there are some of those companies there are some of the companies which are very very horizontal and going very thin around so many verticals right um and and you know everybody has their own um, you know thesis or uh, reason or logic behind it i personally feel that uh there should be a right balance of aspiration and you know focus and any any good problem uh, takes its own sweet time to solve it you know properly right so so we want to remain focused in the in the important life skill space for k12 right so you will not find us doing you know test prep or doing any other thing in near future right and so what i'm trying to say is that our approach is more about uh aligning with our vision and do not getting like you know um uh not uh, diluting our attention here and there even though there is an opportunity some people think that you know if there is a revenue opportunity they are just grab that we don't think that way. number one number two is we as i said earlier that you know we really we are in a we are in a vertical where in there is no exam as such right so we need we really need to prove ourselves that you no know, there is a real learning outcome for the child right and we are working day and night for it so experiential quality you know is very very important we really want to focus on that sometimes if we if we need to compromise growth because of you know the quality uh you know improvement of the customer right i am ready to take that bet right so we are 
unlike many other startups we we know our priorities uh, uh, in terms of what to compromise and what not to compromise right that is why since the start you know earlier earlier we were for significant portion of the journey of brightchance we were mostly bootstrapped right and there were many funded startup in the market uh, and and uh, and they were growing by burning a lot of money of investor while we were growing by and we had only one source of in, you know funding which was the customer revenue right and and we grew organically uh, what i what i want to say is that you know that's the dna of the company the dna of the company is just just focus on customer solve everything around the pain points of the customer if if if, if we remain focused in in the same fashion for a significantly longer period of time i think we will be we will end up building something really really beautiful right and the opportunity is global as i said that you know there is no dearth of there is no second thought about that you know we are in a very big market there is a, a the problem statement is very relevant it's just about who solves it it the best way right so we are just focus in terms of you know how how um, how can we solve or reduce the pain pain of the customer and make it more and more delightful experience with every passing day right and and you know other things are an after effect of that particular uh, uh, you know focus right uh, high level i will say this right we i also feel that you know we have certain values in the company we really believe in meritocracy we really believe that uh, uh, that uh, uh, you know our priorities are ppp which is people product and profit in the same order right and uh, and we we always believe that uh, the seniority of a person in the company is determined based their contribution level in the company not because of their age or experience in 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 in, in professional life right and that is why there are so many high quality folks who are very excited because they know that you know they will get rewarded really well uh, and they will ride up their in their career because you know the company truly believes in meritocracy right so these are certain things which we breathe in breathe out uh, you know on a daily basis right and that is why you know i i i think there is a lot of lot of uh, you know not so good news spreading around edtech uh, you know nowadays but then we are the, we because of all these fundamentals which we have kept very close to our heart right we have while others many others are stressing out and you know cutting cost and doing a lot of optimization on the budget side we are still making sure that you know our focus in terms of solving the pain point of the customer remains intact and our aspirations are to grow and grow right so we are very 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 strongly looking forward to inorganic acquisitions right we are very strongly looking forward to you know shake hands with the like minded uh, you know companies and acquire them and you know make it really big uh, bigger than where, where we are and and you know we our our focus is on growth our focus is on the customer right whether the market is uh, in its winter state or a summer state doesn't matter to us right so so and i, I think you know that uh, indifference has created a lot of uh, you know long term perspective for the company right so yeah so that is what i will say you know this this is how we operate oh this is this is interesting ravi in fact uh, you you spoke about the customer acquisition cost uh, you know that you kept it at a minimum you focused on the customer per se but as you mentioned right that there are so many challenges in this sector itself right be shutting down operations layoffs and all of that 
so with schools reopening is it becoming difficult to sustain the momentum i mean how are you uh, managing the tide because you are growing significantly yeah i think there is a misconception floating out there in the in the market that you know schools have opened and uh, a lot of euphoria around you know online edtech as as gone away my take on what when i see the data i find that you know the conversion rates have gone up after school opening because earlier a lot of people who were not uh, they they had a lot of time and some people, some person who is not so very serious they were, they were also taking the trial classes and you know those things and hence uh, you know uh, it was a mix of a strong intent and you know uh, low intent people nowadays when kids have like you know limited time the only those parents who have a strong intent you know they are coming into the picture right so essentially the wastage which you are having at the top of the funnel or at the at the, at the conversion level that has actually become uh, you know uh, as gone as gone lower right so essentially the conversion rates have gone up right uh, so so what i'm trying to say is um, one uh, it is it is of course you know there is a macro environment change because you know kids are now going to a school which is very good right but then that doesn't mean that in you know, importance of such things importance of technology or financial awareness and all those things have gone down right they all know most of the parents know that you know schools are not catering to this thing so 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 i feel that earlier this was a, uh, earlier it was retrofitting now it's a genuine inquiry which is coming into the picture right and the, and and hence the sales conversion and all those things are going up right there is some some time crunch issue uh, in certain cases but we being present in so many countries that also gets balanced out because we operate in multiple time time zone otherwise otherwise if you are con- operating in a in a fixed time zone then you have to have a very surplus supply of teachers in certain peak hours which can deteriorate the overall performance of uh, you know the company which is not in our case so overall nutshell i will say that um, uh, you know people be- became more euphoric when pandemic happened and people are becoming more more than required sad about you know it take when the pandemic is gone i think of course pandemic accelerated the growth whatever had to happen in 4 5 years happened in 2 years that doesn't mean that you know it it changed the direction directionally it's the same it's just accelerated the things right i feel that people have now realized that you know kids can also learn online and and not that you know i'm an edtech founder i'm saying this i have realized this i have i have sensed this you know after seeing the data in detail that there is a strong demand right and and people who are really serious about it now coming into picture right so overall i think um you know if you if you if you uh, if you are offering a high quality experience uh, you should not be worried uh, you know people who were skimming the surface and you know doing a superficial job right they will be in trouble i understand and they will any be in trouble whether it's pandemic or not pandemic right but then um if if you are determined to provide a high quality experience i think it's a long lasting game well very true very true ravi and well articulated as well so uh, ravi technology has completely transformed education right as an as an industry but traditional methods of education had a personal touch to it right so teacher explaining a concept in person so how is technology replicating that and specifically at bright times how are you doing that yeah i think in 
so personal touch in the conventional education system uh, was to some extent because you always had a classroom experience or a group class experience there were only very limited set of people who had a one to one experience now with kind of technology interventions right you know one to one experience is possible second thing is that you know if you really want to personalize thing at a n is equal to one level which is at each user level each student level each child level i think without technology it's just not possible there are so many variables there are so many uh, you know parameters which are different from one child to the other right so if you if you if you simply understand that whether the child is more analytical or artistic or adventurous right you can craft you can basically create different branches or different journeys of the child in the curriculum which basically suits his fundamental or which basic nature right and and then if you are able to do it you know technology can give you a scale in terms of doing it right otherwise it's humanly you know manually it's just not possible right so so technology can help you in two ways one is in terms of grabbing those signals for each each child and and giving you a very strong hint or very strong clue in terms of what kind of you know direction or what kind of journey you should uh, you know have for this particular child right that's one and second is uh, in terms of uh, providing a customized you know sort of course correction during the journey also so initially what we do is that you know when we take first three classes we basically do a parent teacher meet and you know during those three classes we understand you know the basic high level uh, you know uh, um, qualities or uh, traits of the child and basis that you know we design a personal journey for the child that you know this is how it's going to be right and during the journey let's say after 3 4 months we with the technology you know the system signals few thing few additional things which are also important then we do a course correction also those things are just not possible if you are not using leveraging technology at a scale and you know in a good way right so i think you know the power of edtech actually comes when you utilize those signals and you know do personalization right in a in a in an efficient way otherwise otherwise then you are a, you are just a online setup of a offline thing right uh, so true edtech comes into picture when you leverage technology for such things and we are trying we have done some sort of you know personalized curriculum uh, you know for every child and and we are also learning system is also learning in a big way right with with every month and we are crafting the experience for for every child in a different way uh, bit bit right there is still to be lot to be done but i am very happy that you know we have taken that path that you know we will leverage technology to enhance the experience which we are providing to the child true true so ravi there are few questions in the chat box and before i take them i have one more question to uh, specifically with respect to access to education which has been a problem in india right but uh, the government is also planning and is trying to come up with this new education policy so what is your take on that and how do you see technology playing the role yeah i i think uh, that's a very very uh, important and uh, relevant move right there is no denial of the fact if the government acknowledges uh, the fact that there is a gap in the curriculum and they try to fill that gap you know there is there can't be a bigger force than them much bigger force than that to to fill the gap in the society having said that i think the setup such that you know having so many trained teachers 
people who can deliver that curriculum on the ground those things are going to take a lot of time right uh, but uh, but we all should in the society everybody who is participating and determined to fill that gap in in various ways and in various capacities they should join hands together right and they should try to try to make it a mission that you know we should provide this life skills uh, you know at the early age of the child so that you know they don't struggle with the same thing which our generation has struggled right so so i am very very supportive of that thing and i think you know it's a very welcome move right uh, but i think execution on the ground uh, you know deserves a better treatment right directionally government has already shown the path that you know this things should be included in the curriculum but then the school and you know all the other setups in the educational um, you know parlance they need to equip themselves and you know uh, you know in terms of you know delivering that particular vision uh, that is still required you know there are only few schools who are equipped and you know trained enough uh, to provide high quality technology education to kids right the percentage is not even in single digit right so there is a lot, lot to be done but directionally it's a very um, relevant move interesting interesting so ravi uh, will take questions from the chat box and rahul one of our listeners is asking that in the coding space do you think that the curriculum change of the government that happened a few years ago coding pockets is one of the major factors that caused a, caused a shift in the edtech industry catered towards core coding skills for the market below k12 i think you know that was a very important signal and a strong signal uh, uh, and that created a positive boost right but uh, more than that when parents saw that you know our child can our kids can do such amazing things uh, and learn online that was a very very pleasant and uh, you know strong uh, you know pleasant surprise for parent right when i so so before starting bright champs i actually taught my own child who was uh, uh, who who was uh, you know 8 year old at that point of time and and you know i realized that you know if you teach such things because they are very very creative and you know in in their formative age they can do wonders they can do things which you can't just imagine right you know so it becomes a very powerful construct that you give the child a Uh, a a tool or a medium to express their creativity to a very powerful system which is computer right and 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 essentially what i'm trying to say when you, when let's say let's say i'm a art teacher and i teach a child how to uh, use the brush and paint right and then you give me a canvas i can paint different things on that canvas it's very similar you give the power of technology to a child and give them a laptop or a computer right and then you will be amazed to see that you know by knowing those programming by having that programming skill at their hand right they can create so many beautiful and you know very very relevant things which and and they will surprise you at every stage so what i'm trying to say when parents witness that that was also a very big force for the market to align itself right although some of the companies they they went more than required in terms of you know making claims that you know your child will will start doing this and that which was i i think more than required but but barring that you know the strongest force was that the first time ever parents realized that you know at such a small age my child can do this right they can design they can create app they can design games they can you know make animations they can 
uh, you know uh, do important and relevant workflows right which was which was otherwise settled in the mind of the parent that this these things are only possible when you go to engineering college when you learn technology in you know during your graduation and things like that so so what i'm trying to say is that you know when platforms evolved and they evolved to a level wherein it became usable for a child and when when children started demonstrating those kind of capability with their creativity ingrained into it it became a super pleasant surprise for the parent and that created a ripple effect in the market that my child can do this i could not believe it and let me do it you know and i will also pass on in the to my to my other uh, you know fellow friends and you know fellow relatives uh, that you know this is very very powerful so both of course of course of course created a positive uh, catalytic effect but uh, you know parents first time exposure that you know their children can could do such such strong things such pleasant things was also a big thing well absolutely that is true it actually added as a, uh, a catalyst to the growth so yeah. uh, uh, priyanka has another question uh, ravi and she says sir your journey navigated from tech roles to real estate to education so what are the top skills that you acquired working on different domains Hello? like those yeah ravi can you hear me sorry i missed you uh, uh, in between can you yeah, so so priyanka our listener is asking so your journey navigated from tech roles to real estate to education so what are the top skills that you acquired while performing those roles i i, I think uh, uh, short answer will be uh, earlier i was more of a uh, you know hardcore techie more of a geek sort of person later on i developed a lot of empathy uh you know for customers or users right the closer you are with your users in whatever field you are the better you understand the problem it is important that and once you understand the problem you try to solve it using certain you know uh, certain first principle uh, you know methods and that is a very powerful construct right generally people approach when 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 you go higher in your career i have seen that mostly people lose touch from the real customer pain points they they think that you know the truth seeking exercise is doing meeting in the office and asking your executives about what is the real answer the real answer lies when you are actually connected with your users or consumers right what i'm trying to say is that you know earlier i used to i was a person who was making beautiful paintings and was keeping that in a dark room nobody was watching it right and nobody was you know uh, knowing about it later on i realized that you know if you are making good systems good architecture good platforms it's also very important to, to acquire a skill through which you can bring users who can appreciate that particular painting or that particular platform right so what i'm trying to say is that you know my love for distribution gtm my love for building a product which may be a little bit inferior in terms of absolute quality but connects better with the customer that those kind of you know uh, things became more and more prominent and i started spending more time with the customer rather than the tech ecosystem right i i think i already had a tech background 
so so that i never felt a pinch there but uh, you know a balance on both the sides really helped me solve some of the things in any of the sectors which i tried uh, you know my my luck with right so so you know in my journey in in short i will say that uh, developing more empathy more connect with the user was one of the biggest uh, you know sort of a skill acquired interesting so uh, ranjit has another interesting question uh, and he asked sir how was the team building process of bright champs like being a management student i love hearing journey about leadership and people skills yeah as they say that you know uh, birds of same feather flock together so it should be very very important for any founder or any any person who is starting a new company to seed the company in the right way right although when you are starting on day one writing down the values and you know the cultural aspects of the company looks like uh, you know uh, looks like not the highest priority item because you need to prove the pmf and all those things but i strongly believe that you know if you seed the company not only with the right product but also with the right people right ultimately they create an unfair advantage for you to win and have a long lasting you know sort of success right so i always was sure that you know there is a there is a huge power in today's time uh, in youth right and there are so many people who are very young but very talented and very motivated and passionate bright champs always believe that you know we will not celebrate success or seniority of any person in the company because he is just more experienced we said that you know we will celebrate basis what is the level of contribution of that person is in the company so if there is a person who is just one year experience and do, doing a tremendous job in terms of you know growing the company or crafting a better experience for the student right we'll just reward that we'll just rely more and more on that parents that that person or that employee rather than somebody who comes with a very heavy title with a very heavy paycheck but then ultimately he is more of a he is less contributor you know in the journey right so so that was very clear to us that created some sort of confusion that why am i reporting to a senior person is reporting to a junior you know our less experienced person but then ultimately the culture settled right now in brightchamp there are so many people who are very young but leading many of the important initiatives or verticals in the company and they are like you know not even like you know 5 6 year experience right so what i'm trying to convey is that i believed in the power of youth i believe that you know with right passion and right ownership and right energy and right love for your work you know you can do wonderful things right and hence we just align the reward system in the company with the outcomes rather than output or rather than you know the the prior seniority of the person you know in the industry right that was one important thing right most of the time when you start rewarding if the system rewards certain thing most of the people try to imitate that behavior they try to align themselves so that you know they also get the reward nobody wants to become a loser in their life right you know that's for given and and that is why they always try to catch that you know if i am in this company what this company is rewarding for what kind of things are are getting rewarded in this company and they try to become like that so so you need to pick your um, pick your approach rightly and say that you know these are the things which are important to me right if you start rewarding people if you start giving growth to people in their career because they created a better experience for the user 
then your user experience will always be of top notch in the company right so so we said that you know let's figure out what are the things which actually are important and as a startup you also need to believe that there will be so many fires going on you can't extinguish all the fire you need to pick your battles very carefully right so so those were few things that you know do less but do good right reward the people for the right outcomes right rather than rewarding them because so nobody gets promoted in right chance because you were in this role for you know two years right uh, and 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 now of course you know because you have spent so much time in this role you know you should get promoted even though you are in this role for just two months and you did a super wonderful job you know there is high chance that you know you may get promoted and the other guy who is sustaining in that role for more than more than you may not get promoted so what i'm trying to say is that you know aligning the reward system with the right uh, you know framework in the company so that you know people align their behavior accordingly is very very important and and the second thing is that you know we were a little bit lucky in terms of you know getting good guys initially right uh, and uh, both the things you know combined together created sort of a magical outcome well absolutely uh, ravi in fact naman had a question on layoffs which we have already spoken about i think we have covered all the questions uh, in the chat box and uh, since i had requested for you know 40 minutes of your time and we've already covered that you know so i think i just like to thank you ravi for your time you know it was wonderful speaking to you and thank you for talking about the journey and and the way you've taken certain decisions i think this was very very impactful conversation in that sense thank you for your time ravi thank you sir thanks uh, for having me and thanks listener uh, you know for asking question and listening to me thank you thank you thank you listeners we'll have somebody next week again lined up as well signing off for now bye bye